everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Awakened. Hope everybody's had a great week. And I know we've got back at the table. Pastor Rob's back with us after a week in Buffalo. Yep, that was a fun time to go up there and meet some cool people and just get yeah. some rest as well. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. And it's good to have you back. And of course, Nate's with us today. So the whole gang's in town. And uh, we just want to, we don't have too many different topics that we're going to be talking about today, but we have some important things we really want to make sure we expose and we discuss with everybody here. Um, we want to talk about, you know, this food shortage that is coming our way. And I think we all need to be aware and prepared for that. We want to give an update on Pastor Josh Sobe over in Scott. Ukraine. Scott, I'm Scott. Sorry. No, you're good. Scott Sobe over in Ukraine. I'm Josh, not on him. Um, <laughs> and then we want to dive into all this drama going on with Disney and their push to make every child at least question their sexual identity for some reason. So we'll get into all that. Before we do, we want to remind everybody, make sure if you're not right now, please check us out on AGA TV. That's www.aga.network. Download the app on your mobile phone, your smart TV, uh, really wherever you watch streaming content, stream this stuff there because you never know when we're going to get removed from the other platforms like YouTube and Rumble's good right now. But again, you know, we, we don't want to 100% trust anybody except for ourselves. So check us out on AJTV. We are on Getter, uh, Facebook. You can follow us there, but make sure you follow us on Locals. Join our Locals community. That is supportaga.com. Everything that we're looking at during the week, we're posting in there, news articles, stories, trying to stay updated because we can't get to everything, obviously, on the one show we do. So we're just trying to keep that fresh. And you know, if you join there, then you can also help support the show, support the network, and you can have interactions with us and other members. So it's it's pretty cool deal. And lastly, if you want to become an AGA insider, make sure you text the letters AGA to 330-619-4497 text AGA to 330-619-4497 and become an AGA insider today. All right, Rob, do you want to yeah, kind of lead everything off with the update from Ukraine? So today, it, the date that we're filming this is day 36 of the war in Ukraine. Isn't that amazing? That Crazy. is. 36 days. So um, as you know, we did a whole uh, interview with Scott Sobe, uh, who's in Ukraine, and uh, we've had lots of feedback from our audience about what's an update, what's an update, we want an update. And that's great. Uh, the only issue is those are hard to come by now that the war is in day 36. Um, some of the things that are happening on the ground do not make it feasible for him to do video like he did before. Um, and so uh, I do have an update that he has texted me, and I'm allowed to share that, but... Um, we're not going to be doing video probably for a while. Um, so, but we don't want to leave our audience who's praying and, and thinking about it. We don't want to leave them out, but we do want to respect uh, his family and himself mm -hmm. yeah. uh, being behind the lines of, of Russian military. So, um, so the update is, is very interesting. Uh, one of the pieces of the update is that in their town, uh, the Russians have come in and talked to their schools and have adjusted all of their schools to Russian content with the Russian language, and they're starting school in two weeks. That's what they told them. So um, that is a big shift. Uh, it, like, we're starting up school in two weeks, everybody, and you're going to be speaking a different language. Some of the people uh, will be, have to speak a different language in their school, and uh, you're going to be using the Russian curriculum with all the Russian technology 
And so um, that has brought a lot of stress uh, on the families, the children, um, just brought a lot of stress. Uh, but I do want to read a message that he sent me this morning, uh, just so that we're all, uh, we're all on the same page. And this is addressed to uh, all the audience. Uh, I can't express how grateful we are for your concern and your prayers. I'm so glad that the Lord is laying the people of Ukraine on your hearts. We so appreciate that. The situation seems so dark here, but knowing that people are praying gives us hope that the light of Christ will penetrate that darkness. I'll be honest, there isn't really a lot of new things to report. Um, And uh, so that's a big deal because in the beginning there was a lot to report. So now things are, they're they're there. But, um, you know, he he also in here says that he's glad that there isn't anything (laughs) huge to report. Um, So that's a big deal. Um, But there is occupation all around them now. All the the area is completely occupied by the Russians. Uh, We are having to lay very low. Uh, but we still meet together with other believers and we try to bring comfort and encouragement. We're also reaching out to people around us and trying to provide what help we can. Um, right now, there's more food available than there was before, so that uh, has made de- things definitely a lot easier for them. Um, and there's not a great need for them to bring food into other places. There are things like nursing homes and hospitals that are running short, so they're taking food from the city and taking it into those places Um, but you know, people are grateful that they know because he's communicating that there's people praying for them Mm -hmm. and, uh, and trying to help in any way that we can. Um, many people have the idea that they are lucky because the worst part of the world war isn't happening in their city, but they aren't being affected by it because they aren't being affected by it directly. I think that in the places where there's real violence and terror, more people are turning to God in humility and repentance. We are, st- we are still praying for an awakening here in our area and asking God what he would do, what he wants to do to use us to help it, that happen. Um, so, like, it sort of reminds me of the church in America. Like, the whole world is burning right now, and the church in America is like, oh, yeah, we're good, right? And I think that that's sort of where they're at is, you know, oh, it's tough. We got our food now. We're okay, so we can go back to sleep. And not being negative, um, not being negative, but that's – you know, they're praying for an awakening. They're praying for people to be hungry for Jesus. And, uh, and the people are like, Oh, the war's around us and we're safe now. So we can go back to life. Uh, that is a, that's not a good thing. Yeah. No, it's not, but we can still contend for an awakening, uh, there and here that people wake up to know who Jesus is and, um, trust in him and have peace in the midst of a storm and, all of those things. But, uh, you know, my takeaway from that was just one message. We've been messaging back and forth. But my biggest takeaway is, is that things are getting tighter. Russian influence is becoming greater, um, but they're safe. Yeah. That's sort of the takeaway. Yeah. The starting school in two weeks and you will be learning Russian. That's Russian curriculum now. You know, in, in, in one of the messages, it was like, we're on this side of the reservoir and we're in Russian control. On the other side of the reservoir is Ukrainian control and they're all free, mm. but we're not. And so, you know, they can look across the water and over there they're free and they're, you know, whatever, but here we're not. And I think that, that we as Americans don't understand this. Um, he's living it, but we have to understand this. We have to get this. Yeah. That, uh, that, in a matter of 36 days, their world is completely changed. Mm-hmm. 
And we have to know how to navigate that. And the only way that you can navigate something like that is to have a relationship with Jesus. Yep. Yeah. And I, I don't have anything ready to go to really discuss this in depth, but we kind of know based on what has been said by our government here in the last week or so, it seems like there are plans for this to be a very prolonged conflict. Yeah. It seems like we're supporting both sides so that it'll last a while. Yep. Yeah. But isn't that, I mean, off of that whole. Well, let's just say this before we go on to that. Yeah. Because I don't want to turn this political. But, um, <laughs> but so for on behalf of Scott and his wife and their family and the city, they appreciate, they, they say thank you and uh, thank you for their support. Uh, really, at this point, there's nothing we can physically, tangibly do. Um, we just can't get anything to them. But uh, they wanted to say how appreciative they are um, and that they, um, they covet our prayers and, and whatever the Lord says they're going to do. Yeah. So, But right now he's saying stay there and do that. So uh, that's just exciting. We wanted to bring you that update, and then uh, and now we can turn it political. Um, but, <laughs> but, like, isn't it interesting, I was thinking the other day, that when a, when a president's poll numbers are in the tank, we go to war. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the amount of innocent people that we're witnessing, I mean, we're listening to – Mariupol and and the people there they've got nothing like the whole the whole town is completely flat to the ground they have nothing and they're trying to escape uh and and it's because of a few men yeah a few men yeah a few men and you know a part of it has to do probably with a laptop that oh well, I'm has sure been confirmed I'm sure it, it does but but it goes to me it all goes back to a few men uh, who want to cover up or start something or do whatever yep. has sent this whole country into a debacle and it's affecting us here in America because of our food supply. Yep. Yeah. The food supply. So that's what we wanted to dive into next because I don't know how many people watch. I'm sure if you're watching this, listening to this, you're aware of what's going on, but I've had a lot of people say to me, I've heard, I've heard the comments be made about, well, I, there's still stuff on the shelves. I mean, yeah, you got a, a bare shelf here and there or whatever, but then the next truck comes in and gets filled up. I'm not worried about it. Well, I don't know how those people aren't understanding the, the timeline. So things that are affecting the food chain or the food supply right now aren't going to be realized in the stores. 90 days. For, right. For, for a little while yet. So, right. Do you want to dive into this business blur video first? And yeah. Then we can... So, so there's okay. this video that I found. Uh, this astrophysicist is talking about what the global uh, grain production mm-hmm. normally looks like around the globe. And there's actually some maps in here that'll be very interesting. But this this video actually takes it from from the actual supply side, but also what are they doing in on the governmental side to actually limit what's going on mm-hmm. with that? So, okay. let's take a look. About 15% of the world's calories come from wheat. About a third of that wheat comes from Russia, Ukraine. Russia has banned export of wheat. The wheat spring planting season is like now, this week. And there's not a lot of planting going on. So not only is the current wheat supply in Russia, Ukraine blocked up and cannot make its way to countries in Africa and elsewhere, but the future planting season is now significantly at risk. And again, that's 15% of global calories. And I just to take a step back, the whole planet Earth operates on a 90-day food supply. Once we stop making food, humans run out of food in 90 days. And that's not just linearly across all nations. What happens is the most vulnerable nations lose their food supply first, and the richer nations buy that food supply to secure their population calories. 
And so you very quickly see a bifurcation happen where suddenly famine is a real risk. And we already have about 800 million people on Earth that are subsisting on below 1,200 calories a day. So this very quickly tips the bucket. That's that's a little bit alarming, huh? 90 days. 90 days. Okay. That's that's good to know. And the ideal planting season is now. And, and they're not, not planting. They're not okay. planting in the two countries that produce 15% of all the wheat in the world. Not well, a coincidence. I thought he said, well, didn't you say it's a third of the wheat in all the world and it supplies 15% of the there calories, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, there you go. 15% the of the calories. So yeah, a third of the wheat. So one third of that 15%, it, we're not getting it. Correct. That's unbelievable. 800 million people living Live below 1,200 calories a day. I mean... And like you said, it's going to be the vulnerable yep. populations that get hit by the food shortage. Yeah, because China and America, we're going to buy it all yeah, up. We'll yep. buy it up so we have it'll it be at least like for now. hundred bucks for a thing of bread. <laughs> yeah, and, and this mm. doesn't even take into account the dollar, yep. the devaluing of the dollar that makes it even harder to buy that stuff. <laughs> but, but what I thought was interesting about the video is that um, it showed that this is how it normally flows, but, but Russia has stopped all export. So even though they have it, they're not exporting it. Mm -hmm. So when did that happen? The war's been going on 36 days. Let's say that on day one, he stopped the export. I don't know. Let's say day one, we got 60 days till yeah. we feel it. So we could already be a third of the way into this. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like the, the whole point of bringing this up is you need to be prepared. Yep. Like you need to be prepared because, uh, you know, it's not that you're going to be missing your mini wheats. It might be that there aren't any. Right. <laughs> like, right. because they just can't produce them. Um, we saw it through COVID with different things, but, um, but the other part about that is, is that, that the planting, so whatever they had in storage is not being released, but they're not planting new, which means that harvest that comes in 90 days or 120 days is not going to be there. Right. So this is not just a sustain. It's not just a simple bump in the supply. It's a sustained bump in all of it a sustained decline mm -hmm. in all the production which means that we're going to lose a third of our global wheat supply for the whole year yeah jeez and i know that another argument too i, I hear sometimes is well there's farms in america right right well how much of our I, and I forget the number, but a lot of our fertilizer comes from Russia and we're not getting that now. Right. Yep. They stopped all import of that. Right. So the price of that is crazy. And we have a video that talks about what happened to the price of fertilizer. So it it's not just this little war over there in, you, you know, Russia, mm -hmm. Ukraine. This is a big deal and it's going to affect everything at our grocery stores. It's affecting our farmers. It's affecting all of our food supply, which to me, you know, you can call me whatever you want, but to me, it's a plan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, and it's being executed flawlessly, flawlessly. Yep. So this is, who is this? Remind me, Representative Thomas Massey. Massey. Okay. So let's just listen to what he has to say about this food supply crisis coming our way. I think we're going to be facing a food selection crisis. You're going to go to the supermarket and the things you want to buy aren't going to be there. Will you be able to get enough protein? Yes, but it might not be the protein you want. The, you know, because right now farmers are making decisions about which crops to grow based on how sensitive they are to fertilizer applications. Let me give you an example. A lot of farmers can raise corn or soybeans, and in a single year they may might raise both. 
but they are deciding to raise soybeans now more so than corn because corn is very fertilizer intensive. And, you know, you mentioned that fertilizer's gone up 40% in the last month or so. Well, actually, year over year, or compared to a couple of years ago, it's 300% more, and in some cases, 500% more, if you can get the fertilizer. Um, so the image here behind me is actually my farm, and I raise hay on, on that land. And um, farmers are deciding right now, for instance, how much fertilizer to put on their hay field. You will not know the implications of that. Even the farmer won't know the exact implications of that until a couple months from now or the cutting that happens at the end of the summer. In that case, that's six months away. So they're making decisions now that are going to affect crop yields and the types of crops they grow based on this high price of fertilizer. Okay, so I I just want to highlight this. The first man was from outside the U.S. Mm -hmm. This is a representative from Kentucky. Um. You don't hear, you're not hearing this on the mainstream media, but you're hearing it from many streams. Mm-hmm. So that tells me that we're not, this isn't like, oh, somebody's hyping up food shortage. The president said it on Tuesday. Yep. He did. Yeah. And so like, this is the real deal. And I just want to communicate that to the, to everyone who's watching. Like, this is the real deal. Make sure that your family is safe with food and water to be able to provide in case this does happen, which it looks like it will. Yeah, yeah, and I, I like the um, advice that Glenn Beck gives almost every day now. It seems like, and he says, "Don't hoard, right? Don't hoard food." But every time you go to the grocery store and you buy something, buy a second. Just yep. buy a second. So I was telling Nate, I go buy a case of water. I get two cases of water. Mm-hmm. So I just throw one in the back and say, "I'm not going to touch that one because you just don't know." Right. Stuff that's obviously not going to go bad. Stuff that'll keep for a while. Yeah. Till we see how all this plays out, but all these indications, I mean, this is this is not looking good for the future of our food supply. No, and since we rotate on ninety day food supply anyway, this may be a three or four time cycle, which would be to the end of the year, the beginning of twenty twenty three, where the decisions that the farmers are making now, as he was saying, are going to affect all the way till January of next year. And what are we going to do as families? As you know. Uh, as just people in America, what are we going to do when uh, you go and the things that you desire are not there? Yeah. So what, so what advice would you get? So if you're going to the store, mm-hmm. what kind of items are we looking for? We're looking for dry food. We're looking for what canned food stuff that'll last for a year, couple years, couple years. Couple yeah. Years. Most of them are most things now with all the preservatives right. in them, they're, they're going to last a couple years. Yeah. And uh, if there's no food though, you're not going to be concerned about the preservatives, no. which is what I keep telling my wife. I'm like, it doesn't matter how much sodium's in there. If there's no other food, <laughs> we're eating it. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. It Be doesn't matter. You ever had. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's expired by three months. Yeah. We're going to eat it. Uh, but anyway, anything like that. Uh, and, and we, we can't survive without water. That's a big one. I think we talk about the food. But if you don't have clean water mm-hmm. to drink, yeah, it's only a couple of days without water. It's uh, it's a lot more without uh, without food. You know, without food, you can last right. a lot longer. So I would I would just say have water have a water source. It doesn't have to be bottles of water. Hmm. They have life straws and all that other stuff. You can go drink out of the river and it's still clear. But um, but having having that available and also having long sustained things that are going to last uh, that aren't going to go bad and mm-hmm. and. I love Glenn's Glenn's thought is go buy one. If you're going to buy one, buy two. That's, that's great. And then we don't have, you know, the run on toilet paper like we did with COVID. Uh, yeah. No kidding. 
<laughs> yep. So, so, but but I do believe it's a real deal, um, and it's our job to just bring to you what we're feeling and what we're seeing. And if we don't talk about this stuff, and then it happens, then I think we missed it. So that's why we're bringing that to you. Yeah, absolutely. Be prepared. I mean, what are we talking? We're talking get cans of beans, can you know, get uh, boxes rice. of pasta, rice. Yes, that's a really good. Interestingly one. enough, we were at the store, two stores yesterday. There's no, there's no, uh, there's no noodles or anything. Pasta's been really? out for a while, mm. at least locally here. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, it's been out for a while. Yeah. Well, there you go. Make sure you get that one. They're getting hot, I guess. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yep. So yeah, like Rob said, just want to make sure everybody's aware of, of what's going on with the food shortage. Do not be caught unaware of what's going on. Right. Yeah. Just be aware and take care of your family. That's exactly. gotta be really hard on the farmers too, because you're talking about, especially here in America, they've really never had to adapt. We've grown up in a generation that's had everything we've ever needed, never had to think about it twice. And now they're going to have to think on their feet and maybe adapt to different ways of growing things and stuff like that. That could also hamper things. Yeah. And I'm sure that once you put chemicals on the ground yeah. and the ground gets used to them, if you don't have them, yep. Mm -hmm. yeah, yep. I don't know what would happen, but yep. it may not be pretty. All right. So a lot, lot going on there. We'll like most things here, we'll keep up on it just to keep everybody aware. So before we dive into the new lack of Disney magic, uh, let's go ahead and thank sponsor of the show, MyPillow. Yes. Many of you guys listening know Mike Lindell, the creator of MyPillow, has been the victim of countless cancel campaigns by the radical left. Despite all that nastiness, Mike continues to stand and fight for your rights and freedoms as an American. And he makes some really awesome products like the classic MyPillows, the Giza Dream bed sheets, the bath towel sets, dog beds, and of course, the My Slippers. Talked about these last week. I love them so much. I'm going to talk about them again. So go to MyPillow.com. Use promo code AGA when you order a pair of My Slippers today. I'm a slipper guy. I wear slippers around the house pretty much all year round. My feet always get cold easily. So that's just what I do. I got a pair of these and no joke, I'm, I'm never going to wear another pair of slippers. They are awesome. I got the moccasin slippers. They also have the slip-on styles. They make slippers for both men and women. Like I said, the other 27 genders, sorry. Uh, you're going to have to go with one of those two. Uh, these slippers have four layers of comfort. They use the MyPillow patented fill. So if you've ever had the pillows, it's like having one of the pillows on your feet. They have comfort memory foam, patented impact gel, and a fantastic indoor-outdoor sole. I wear these things sometimes at the store. My wife's not exactly thrilled about that sometimes, but <laughs> they're comfortable and why tie shoes. And my slippers also come with a one-year limited warranty, 60-day money-back guarantee. And for listeners of this show and the AGA Network, you can get my slippers for just $69.99 with promo code AGA. They're normally $139.99, but you can take advantage of Mike's awesome deal right now. All you got to do is head to MyPillow.com, use promo code AGA when you order your my slippers today, or you can call 800-565-8573. So either use promo code AGA online or you can call 800-565-8573. Get your my slippers today. And thanks to everybody who's listening to the show. And thanks to Mike Lindell at MyPillow. Yeah, amazing stuff. What products. And uh, people are ordering and enjoying it. So thanks for ordering through the link. Yeah. And if you order some MyPillow stuff and you want to reach out and let us know what you think, we'd yeah. love to hear. Send us pic or yep. pictures. Yeah, we'd and love to hear. And, and we even... Read some of your comments on the show if you want to tell people how awesome this stuff is. Yeah, good stuff. Good company. All right, so we're going to pretty much spend the rest of the show talking about all this craziness going on with Disney. And so there are some things that we hear in the news, and I think a lot of it is a distraction from some bigger things that are going on. But I don't know. You guys tell me what you think. I feel like this is actually a pretty big deal that 
And I've heard other people talking about, for whatever reason, this seems to be the hill that the leftists are willing to die on, is sexualizing our children. Yeah, which to me seems like a losing battle in the beginning, but man, they're fighting hard. Yeah. yeah. Well, now they've got the biggest entertainment biz, you know, company on board. So uh, Disney, I'm just trying to think how I want to lay this out. They've, they've really come out in support. We talked about this on the last episode in support of this LGBTQ movement in their programming. We talked about the Buzz Lightyear movie that's coming out soon that's going to feature, well, I don't want to say feature. It's going to include a lesbian kiss, yada, yada, yada. Um, but it's not just going to stop there. So this first cut, let me backtrack. So they got this leaked video. It's a Zoom meeting, Disney uh, corporate executives or whatever. So they got this leaked footage, the Zoom call, and this these are some of the things that were said on that call. So the first one is Disney's diversity and inclusion manager, Vivian Ware. And she's explaining how the Disney theme parks, not just now, but have been for a while now, working to eliminate gender language. Last summer, we, we removed all of the um, gendered greetings in relationship to our life skills. So we no longer say ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Um, we, we've trained, we, we've provided training for all of our, our cast members in, in relationship to that. So now they know it's, it's hello everyone or hello friends. We, we are in the process of changing over those, those recorded messages. And so many of you are probably familiar when we brought the fireworks back to the Magic Kingdom. We no longer say ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. We say dreamers of all ages. Okay, so dreamers of all ages, no more ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls at the parks. Seems... To the to the average person, it doesn't seem like sure, you, you wouldn't even wouldn't notice it. You wouldn't even I would probably never notice that. But you can hear the the heart behind it. Yeah the 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 sting behind yep. it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I mean, I usually open this show saying, "Hey, everybody." Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's fine. But see, they are intentionally like they're training their cast yep. members. Don't say, "Ladies and gentlemen." Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is the kind of stuff that's going on behind the scenes. Um. You have any other comments about no. that one? Because we'll okay, so we'll. I'm move sure on. it gets worse. Oh, it does. <laughs> it really does. So this next clip, this is Disney corporate president Carrie Burke. She's discussing Disney's commitment to increasing LGBTQ characters in their children's movies and their shows. I don't think she says this in the video, this this stat, but all the reports that I've been reading, uh, at some point, quote Burke is saying Disney is committed to having at least 50% of their characters and their content being LGBTQIA+, or from an underrepresented community by the end of 2022. Um, 50%. 50% of their characters. By the end of this year, we're already going into April. So get ready for some very weird Disney storylines coming coming your way soon. I just want to make sure I've got the right one here. I'm, I'm here as a mother of, of two queer children, actually. Um, uh, one transgender child um, um, and one pansexual child. Um, and, and also as a leader. Um, and that was the thing that really got me because I have heard so much from so many of my colleagues over the course of the last couple of weeks um, in open forums and through emails and phone conversations and um, I feel a responsibility to speak, um, not just for myself, but for them, uh, to all of us. We, we had a we had an open forum last week at 20th where 
um, again, the home of, of really incredible groundbreaking LGBTQIA stories over the years where um, one of our execs stood up and said, you know, we only have a handful of queer leads in our content. And I went, what? I, that can't be true. And I, and I, and I realized, oh, it, it actually is true. We have many, many, many LGBTQIA characters in our stories, and 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 yet we don't have enough leads um, and narratives in which gay characters just just get to be characters um, and and not have to be about gay stories. And so um, that's been very eye opening for me. Um, and and I I can tell you. Um, it's something that I feel perhaps had this moment not happened, um, I as a leader and me as my colleagues would not have focused on. And, and going forward, um, I, I certainly will be more so. I know that we will be. And um, and I hope this is a moment where, shoot, um, the 50% of the tears, <laughs> sorry, are coming. Um, uh, we don't, we just don't allow each other to go backwards. All right. So half of that, I really don't know what she was even talking about or trying to say. Um, other than apparently all our Disney movies have a ton of LGBTQ characters, but they're just not in the lead. Right. And she wants 50% of them to be in 50% the lead. 50% of Which them. Yep. Strikes me there as the beginning. She's so proud to have children. Oh, yeah. Like she was so proud to have all of her children be not normal. <laughs> right. In her words, queer. Queer. That's <laughs> what she said. she said. Yeah. So, so I, I just looked up the definition of pansexual. For I didn't, those, I thank you. no idea. <laughs> okay, yeah. so pansexual means not limited in sexual choice with regard to biological sex, gender, or gender identity. Free for all? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. So, but I mean, so. I mean, considering half of their characters are like teddy bears and stuff, that's fine. Whatever. I'm, I'm sure they can be whatever they want to be. Right, but she you was know. talking about her her kids. Oh, I know, but I'm just saying, yeah. if you're trying to represent those characters in your Disney films, I mean, whatever. Yeah. Well, the the problem with that is that they they will make them represent opposite of what they should represent. Yeah. Well, and, and one thing that I thought about when she said that she's got those two kids. Now, this is not a young woman, so obviously her two children, I'm, I'm sure, I'm guessing here, because I tried to look it up to see... Who are these kids? How old are they? I'm sure they're not six-year-olds or they're not in kindergarten like I the kids not. they're targeting. Yeah. Right. So, you know, it's a little bit of a different story here. You're talking about your probably grown children, I'd say, or maybe, you know, late teens. Right. Yeah. Not little kids who are just kids. Being groomed. And kids yeah. are raised on Disney. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was. You were. Yeah, we were. from the day we were born. Raised on Disney. Yep. Yeah, I think that that uh, Disney Plus app needs to be deleted. Yeah, that's <laughs> quick. Uh, yeah. So it, it no just, more support for that. It just makes me wonder, though. You know, she said we haven't had very many lead character stories that highlight or, or you know focus on characters like that in the lead. Why do you think that is? And and I'm going to talk about some more stuff because later it, on. Because a very low percentage of the population actually are that. Yep. So they're actually, if they want to sell movies, they're going to have to. Well, they're obviously she's going to change that, but um, if we'll they see want, how long that lasts, right? Exactly. If, mm -hmm. if 50% of the characters now come out to be all these other words yeah. um, or letters, then I'm, I'm guessing that there'll be a lot of apps that are not, that, that are deleted yeah. and there'll be a lot of movies that are not watched because a very small percentage of our country actually reflects what she just talked about. Yep. And so 
Um, so I think that they've done it to this point by demand. Mm-hmm. You know, they've snuck it in there and they couldn't put uh, an I in the, or a plus in the, in the lead role because people won't watch it. Right. And so they've made that decision to this point, but it's her hill she's going to die on to make sure that it happens. Absolutely. I th- and, and I think we will see at least to some level, the, the breakdown of Disney, because, you know, how well would uh, live action Aladdin have done if it was Aladdin chasing after Prince Jasper? You know what I mean? The whole movie. How many people go to see that? Or yeah. you've got, you know, on Disney Plus, uh, uh, the new Obi-Wan Kenobi series is coming out and everybody is, you know, Star Wars fans are super excited about it. But what if, you know, episode three, Obi-Wan shacking up with, you know, another hermit in the village and they're kissing and stuff. But guess what? Not finishing that series. Right. Yeah. That that stuff is going to translate in the ratings, right? Heavily, we've, we've yeah. seen it go woke, go broke. Yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, yes. Nobody yeah. wants politics in every thing they encounter throughout no, the day. And you know, it kind of just goes back to this whole like, you know, biological sex and, and gender. You know that you're born with. There's a reason why in movies and things you've got a love interest between a guy and a girl and it there's it's not forced you don't have to force it into the story you don't mm-hmm. have to make it in there because it's natural right yeah, right so why if if they're trying to force this stuff into their content that means at some level it's not natural cuz you have to make it happen right you have to create it of course 100% okay so if they're trying to make it happen my question is how many people are going to watch it well i don't think very many yeah. So this next one, this is one of Disney's executive producers, Latoya Raveno. Um, I'm going to play this clip. I just want you guys to listen to how completely deranged she sounds and how excited she gets when she talks about putting queer content into kids shows. It's like I love Disney's content. I grew up watching, you know, all of the classics. They have been a huge, like, informative <laughs> part of my life. But at the same time, like. I worked at small studios most of my career and I'd heard, you know, you hear whispers. Like I, I'd heard things like, oh, you know, they won't let you show this at a Disney show. And I'm like, okay. So I was a little like sus when I started. And, but then my experience was bafflingly the opposite of what I had heard on my little pocket of like, you know, proud family, Disney TVA. Um, the showrunners were super welcoming Meredith Roberts and like the, the our leadership over there has been so welcoming to like my like not at all secret gay agenda and so like i i feel like i felt like it was i mean like maybe it was that way in the past but i guess like something must have happened in the last like like they're turning it around they're going hard and then all that like momentum that i felt like that sense of i don't have to be afraid to like let's have these two characters kiss let's in the background like i was just Wherever I could, just basically adding queerness to, like, the, if you see anything queer in the show, I'm proud of them. But, like, I, I just was like, no one would stop me, and no one was trying to stop me. I would okay. just throw, <laughs> she just said that she would just throw queers kissing yeah. in the show just because yep. she wanted to, mm-hmm. to push her agenda. No one was going to stop her. Wow. Yep. Her not-so-secret gay agenda. I know. I, I took that clip. <laughs> okay. Not-so-secret. Huh. Um, I've actually watched that clip a few times just because it's, it's very distracting with all the like, but, uh, uh, like, uh, this, and, like, and, yeah. wow, just 
pretty interesting. I'm down there, lady. Um, or man or whatever you identify as, I guess. I shouldn't assume. <laughs> okay, so parents out there, I hope you are getting a grasp of what Disney is trying to do to their content that you're putting in front of your kids. Not that it's your fault. I understand. Like, right. Disney, like we said, it, it, it's just part of childhood. Or it was. And they're changing the terms, I guess. Yeah, oh, exactly. I mean... Um, this next one, this is now Disney's activism partner, whatever, uh, Nadine Smith of Equality Florida, who, uh, thinks that the parental rights and education bill demonizes gay people and the bill equates gay people with pedophiles. And actually, if she knew what was going on, the bill equates anyone who is discussing sex, body parts, and sexual activities with little kids to pedophiles. So if you put yourself as as she says, a gay person, and you are discussing sex, body parts, and sexual activities with little kids, then you would be a pedophile. Correct. Right. Well, if you're straight and you're doing that, right. you're a pedophile. Right. right. But what I'm saying is she it's she, not it's not limited to just gay people doing exactly. that. Exactly. She's it's everybody a big doing that. piece of the equation when she's talking yeah. about equating it, right? Right. Yeah. So listen to what she has to say here. When we react to this, a lot of us are reacting from the pain we experienced of being isolated and stigmatized in school. But we're also reacting from the reality that when they can erase you, when they can criminalize your existence, when they can demonize who you are, the next step is to criminalize you and take your kids. And we're already seeing that in Texas. So the slippery slope between these ugly messages, um, you know, emanating from legislative leaders in our state and then amplified by our governor whose spokesperson immediately began calling everyone who opposed this bill uh, groomers aka pedophiles well yeah because everyone who opposes this bill is opposing the prevention of adults talking to five and six year olds about, about sex. sex we've said it before on this show if we brought in a whole bunch of little kids here and started talking to them about sex, we'd be pedophiles. Yep. Right. And so she is talking about the criminalization of those people because of this law. Okay. Like. Yeah. Shouldn't be doing it. Exactly. So like uh, you shouldn't be <laughs> talking to kids trying, about sex. What she's trying to say though, and it's a complete lie, is that the law is making it criminal to be gay. It's not. Which, that, and that is why these people and the media have, have called it the Don't Say Gay Bill, and they've made it all about gay, where it has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with stopping people from being creepy with kids. I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> but Disney's all, you know. They're all in. They're they, just slapping people in the back of the movies, just letting them kiss, just yeah. to see <laughs> see what people will say. Uh, I'm sure they're receiving some nice compensation for all this. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh the next clip here, this is the last one from Disney's Zoom meeting here. This is Disney's production coordinator, Alan March, talking about how his team is committed to exploring queer stories and making sure that Disney creates enough. Rob, you might have to get your Google back out again. Gender non-conforming characters, can't, canonical trans characters, and canonical bisexual characters. We're going to have to have a new dictionary. I know. It's crazy. Here, here's what he has to say. Yeah. Um, I've had the privilege of working with the Moon Girl team for the last two years, and they've been really open to exploring queer stories. And part of, I'm on the production side, uh, part of uh, the work that I feel like I can put in is um, 
making sure that we take place in modern day New York. So making sure that that's like an accurate reflection of New York. So I put together like a tracker of our background characters to make sure that we have like a, the full breadth of expression. And uh, we got into a very similar conversation, Carrie, of like, oh, all of our like gender non-conforming characters are in the background. And so it's not just a numbers game um, of how many LGBTQ plus characters you have. We got the further, uh, the, the more centered a story is on a character, the more nuanced you get to get into their story. And especially with like trans characters, you can't see if someone is trans. There's not one way to look trans. And so kind of the only way to have these like canonical trans characters, canonical asexual characters, canonical bisexual characters is to give them stories where they can like be their whole selves. All right. What do you got? Or part of themselves. Um, this is the list. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, uh, characters that self-identify as trans. This is canonical trans characters. Okay. Uh, have been identified by outside parties to be trans. So what evidently you- people are saying they're trans. And okay. so, um, they're listed characters of either... Anyway, it goes into how they do it at, at their thing. For more information about these characters in the LGBT community, you should be looking up lists for lesbian, uh, bisexual, gay, non-binary, pansexual, asexual, and intersexual characters. And it gives a list of all the hundreds of characters uh, that, that are currently in Disney shows that are trans or bi or whatever and the date that they were there. Oh, so, interesting. Very interesting. Yes. Didn't know um, that. Okay. I didn't okay. either, but they definitely weren't the star. <laughs> he wants to make them the star of the show. Right. Yes. Ratings will go through the roof. So it's going to be a whole movie about their trans journey. Sounds like right? that. I, I mean, I guess so. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know who the villain's going to be in that, <laughs> but whatever. The doctor? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, it'll probably be uh, Governor DeSantis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. He'll be the villain. Um, but anyway, it, it does give, uh, so right now, currently, there are 28 bisexual characters on television in lead roles, like Brooklyn Nine-Nine, True Blood, Firefly, never heard of that, Doctor Who. Um, anyway, so evidently on main television shows, there's 28 bisexual characters in lead roles. There have definitely been some shows that I've watched where, you know, that is part of the character's like story and it's like okay well i understand where it plays in and it it fits and then there's other times where you'll be four seasons into a show and all of a sudden it's like mm-hmm. oh yeah i'm by i'm like that that yeah was but you forced. were kissing all those other people in the yeah, like season that, one through three on, you just threw that in here real quick so yeah yeah well that was because that guy got in charge of it and he's like oh he, he can't be straight he's <laughs> got to be gay um and so like because he's got to be a lead role we gotta have we gotta have one of these pansexuals in a lead role so let's just make this person one. Yeah. I, it's it's really it's getting to be way too much, and I just like shut it off. Like, yeah, just shut it all off because this is nonsense, and it's uh, it's just becoming. Um, we've always known. I mean, you can go back to all the old shows that they've been trying to push this agenda forever, and uh, and now they they have obviously gotten enough people in the right seats on the bus to make it happen, um, and uh, we just need a bunch of people to say. Uh, yeah, we're not watching that. I'm sorry, but if people stop buying the apps and delete all the stuff, stop they won't survive. The stop yeah. going to the park. Stop watching the things. You're yep. just not. It's not going to happen. The difference, though, now at least for me, is 
Disney's going after this legislation, supposedly. They're, yeah. they're, well, just here, here's Ron DeSantis, and he'll, he'll kind of lay this out. And he makes a couple great points in here that we can talk about when he's done. For Disney to come out and put a statement and say that the bill should have never passed and that they are going to actively work to repeal it, I think, one, was fundamentally dishonest, but two, I think that crossed the line. This state is governed by the interests of the people of the state of Florida. It is not based on the demands of California corporate executives. They do not run this state. They do not control this state. I also thought it was interesting. I talked to the Speaker of the House yesterday afternoon, and he said Disney never called him while they were putting this through the House. They didn't seem to have a problem with it when it was going through. If this was such an affront, why weren't they speaking up at the outset? And yet they won't. And then for them to say they're going to actively work to repeal substantive protections for parents as a company that is supposedly marketing its services to parents with young children, uh, I think they crossed the line. And, you know, people ask me, you know, kind of about, you know, their posture on the bill. I said, you know what? If we would have put in the bill that you were not allowed to have curriculum that discussed the oppression of the Uyghurs in China, Disney would have endorsed that in a second. And that's the hypocrisy of this. And, um, you know, we're going to make sure we're fighting back when people are threatening our parents and threatening our kids. Amen. That's right. That Go is, for it. That is a leader right there. That's a leader. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I read one of his campaign slogans and it was make America Florida. <laughs> right on. Yeah, yeah, let's we'll, do it. We'll take it. <laughs> we will take it. I I love the point that he made one about if we would included, you know, a, a part in the bill that said you can't talk about the the oppression of Uyghurs in China. Disney would say, "Yeah, yeah, we support that. Mm -hmm. yeah. We won't we won't fight you on that one." I I also think it was very interesting that Disney did not reach out to the speaker of the house yes. when the bill was actually going through the house. So they really didn't care when they thought right. it wasn't going to pass. I find it that if you're if you're passionate about a bill, it doesn't matter if it's in committee, it doesn't matter if it's in the organizational part of it, you're standing against it or for it, not just when it goes to vote. Right. It wasn't until after this bill passed and it went to DeSantis to sign that the the Disney uh, workers or whatever staged the walkout and the marches and all this garbage and pretty much put the pressure on Disney to come out and oppose the bill. It was already too late at that point. It had already been passed. Right. So, yeah, he's right. Disney didn't could come out and speak out against this thing when they could have. Right. What What are they doing it now for? They have been, uh, they're just bending the knee to the woke mob. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Woke is broke. Well, <laughs> so here's here's some, just, just a few clips of uh, Hollywood. This is kind of just to show you how these people either have no idea what's going on or they're just doing this intentionally to encourage the lies and, and the outrage over this, what they're calling the don't say gay bill, even though it has nothing to do with that. Don't say gay. Don't say you Nazi pig. First Amendment. Read about it. Then run for office. You piece of Yes, my comment would be gay, 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 gay. We're going to have a great night tonight. And for you people in Florida, we're going to have a gay night. Gay, 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 Yeah, so apparently the Oscars were on last week, and I didn't even I would have never known they were on without the slap. Yep, if Will Smith, I mean, maybe that's why they did it, just to be like, hey, the Oscars did happen. 
Yeah, because nobody would nobody would have known. No, absolutely not. That just makes me sick. That right Angry. there, it's creepy. Uh-huh. Yeah, you see the evil. I mean, ugh. yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's bad. Just it, shoving it down your throats, like this is what we want you to think and believe. I mean, yeah. So I've got. See, I've got one more clip I want to play here, but I'm going to talk about some stuff before that. Um, I just don't want to forget. Okay. <laughs> so don't let me we forget. We won't let you forget the clip. But, um, this is why Disney is completely hypocritical in all this. They're lying to everybody. They're lying to you. And they don't actually care about the LGBTQIA+, all the other letters community. And if you think they do, I'm really sorry. You are mistaken. And I'm going to prove it to you. Disney Cruise Lines offers a nine-night Southern Caribbean cruise starting at a whopping $3,870 per person. The cruise line sails to Antigua, Dominica, and St. Martin. Okay? Yep. So they're making all kinds of money on this, this cruise, uh, you know, taking people to these, these different countries. In, in Antigua, same-sex sexual activity carries a penalty of up to 15 years in prison. Same-sex marriage is also illegal. There are no laws prohibiting discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation or gender identity. Disney, you need to stop going there. Okay? If you really believe If you yourself. really believe what you're saying, yeah. In Dominica, same-sex sexual activity is also illegal, carries a penalty of up to 10 years in prison. Same-sex marriages are also illegal on the island, and there are no laws prohib- prohibiting discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation or gender identity. So you better stop going there. All right. They've only got one country left on this cruise. In St. Martin, a constituent country of the Netherlands performing same-sex marriages on the island is illegal and it is prohibited to change one's legal gender. All right, Disney, you got to cancel that cruise. Yeah, because you're supporting... Where's the outcry? Yeah. Where's the outcry? So all these... Are you telling me all these people just didn't do the... Two minutes of research on my end and I I realized, oh, well, they're still doing this. So you're telling me this entire LGBTQ community that's running the country right now can't just do a quick internet search and see, wait, they're supporting these countries that, or they're making money off these countries that in prison? It's all about the money. Exactly. It's all Follow about the money, you're going to see what they actually believe. At that rate, shut down your park in Florida. Okay. Right? You're diving right into my next oh, point really? here. Yeah, absolutely. So if we want to talk about their diversity and inclusion, uh, do you think that the base cost of $109 per day for adults opens the doors for the magical kingdom for low-income families? No. How about we talk about the discount down to $104 a day for children under 10? So if you think about it, let's just round down to 100. If you want to, you got to really spend about one day per park if you're going to see everything. And I think there's what, three or four parks now, mm-hmm. right? So if you got a family of four, let's just say that's over $400 a day for the four parks, uh, for four days, that's 1200 bucks just to be in the parks. So you're not counting all the food, the meals, the transportation, the lodging, all that stuff, the travel to get there and get back. I feel like Disney's pricing out the low-income families from going to their theme parks. Does that not sound yep, accurate? Yep, right on. Okay, so they are lying to you. Nothing, what they're doing with the money does not support what they're doing with their mouth. Right, 100%. So I just wanted to, I just wanted to throw those out there and say that, you know, this is not an attack on the LGBTQ community. It's just people need to be aware that if you're a member of that community, Disney doesn't care about you. They're using, they're using you. And I know that that sucks to hear, but it's the truth. It really is. So just, you got to be careful. 
Yeah. You really got to be careful. Yep. And do two minutes of research on Google. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just look up a couple things. Um, so I was talking to Nate before the show about this. Have you heard of the libs of TikTok on no. Twitter? Okay. So Tucker Carlson talks about this every now and again, and he, he mentions this, and I thought, I need to just look up libs of TikTok. So go to Twitter. If you're on Twitter, type in libs of TikTok, go to their page. It's very interesting. They, they go through TikTok, find all these video clips that these liberals are posting, and then they share them on their Twitter feed just to kind of highlight the insanity. Okay, so we're going to laugh. Or laugh no. and be enraged. And be enraged. And be a little bit frightened. So <laughs> okay. I, I pulled some of these that are, they're either like, I think some of them are teachers. One's a fourth grade teacher. I think one's a kindergarten. One's a daycare. Okay, yeah, I'm not going to laugh. Yeah, so just, terrifying. this is what the people that are pushing this agenda are, are doing with your kids. I'm a non-binary teacher and I use the title mix. Um, and today I had 12 new students and I just go, Hi, my name is Mix Murphy Q. I use Mix instead of Miss. It's a little bit different, but I'm still a teacher just the same. I'm cisgender, the majority of my headmates aren't, and we've decided to transition. Which means that as happy as I am for the men in my system, I am about to have to watch myself go through the wrong puberty. Uh... <laughs> a four-year-old in my class today was naming all the girls in class, and then she said my name. And I just tell her, I'm not a girl, don't include me. And then another four-year-old whipped around, like, mixed kid is a people. <laughs> and another four-year-old at a different table looks at her and goes, they're a they. Kind of not a guy and not a girl, like somewhere in between. Oh, so you're kind of boy and you're kind of girl? Kind of, yeah, yeah. Me too, that's me. Okay, right on. I want to be a boy, but you know what? Every you know, you have a choices in this world to be all sorts of different things. But that's why it's MX. So mix Chavez. That's where that comes from. Some people do identify that way. I'm actually trans, so I'm not a tomboy. I'm I'm trans. They're they're, <laughs> they're recording themselves and putting it out on the internet for everybody to see. Yeah. MX. MX. Yeah. Mm. So, on another note, okay. <laughs> all right, <laughs> I was in a meeting yesterday, and this man's brother is a teacher in another state, Okay, and there are students identifying as cats, and they want kitty litter in the bathrooms. <laughs> I'm what? being honest. Look it up. Look it up. They're, they're, <laughs> these kids are identifying as cats, and they want kitty litter in the bathroom. How old? Grade school. Okay. So what that K through six, maybe yeah. grade school, K through five, probably. K through five. <laughs> so like, it doesn't matter if you're 17 identifying as a cat. You yeah, you're your right. Litter. I guess it doesn't matter for the <laughs> that's <age>. the question. <laughs> what? Do you clean your own litter? I, there has to be somebody in or the bathroom the to clean it. Or clean it. <laughs> I don't know, but they are. And, and so I said, mm. I'm, I'm at home last night and I'm like, there, there's no way, like, there's no way. Mm -hmm. And I said something to my kids. And they're like, oh yeah, it's all over TikTok. Like it's it's everywhere. Like the kids are identifying. They wear leashes and collars. The boyfriends, well, I don't know. If they <laughs> that's <whatever>. a whole nother. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they walk around the school with leashes and collars, and they want to they want to go to the bathroom in a kitty litter box. <laughs> okay, I like. How does this make it into our society? Coming to a Walmart near you, <laughs> you're gonna. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> Crawling through the aisles. 
I don't know. It's, I, it's crazy. It, but is yeah. it okay? So as a teacher, let's let's go with his brother or mm-hmm. whatever. As a teacher, how in the world do you address that? That's what I was going to ask you as a pastor. What what do you do? I don't know. Me neither. I, I, do, I, I don't I, know. I mean, I, I know what I do yeah, is I line yeah. it up with the word. Well, and obviously yeah. that's not in alignment with the word. But like, I mean, it does, it does bring up a serious question that sounds sort of funny. But like, if, if someone that identifies as a cat gets injured, where do you take them? Yeah, <laughs> I guess you take them to the vet. I mean, if they want to go to the doctor, we need to take them to the hospital. Like, hmm. They go to a litter box. They want to be a cat. We're going to vet. Yeah, I'm just wondering, like, yeah. I, I, like, how how far can you play this out? So for me, and I know this is much easier said than done. I'm not a teacher. I'm not facing these kinds of things on a on a daily basis. But I, I would say just you gotta don't lie to them. If if a kid says I'm a cat, you look and say no, you're not. <laughs> you we we got somebody's got to stop peddling the lies because if yeah. you're if you're not if you're not telling them that it's a lie, you're but they're petitioning the school boards to put litter boxes in the bathrooms. I'd be getting out of that school system real quick. Yes. I think I think the homeschooling is going to go to a whole new level. So oh, yeah. I, I would, it depends on what you really feel like opening your eyes to, but go to the libs of TikTok on Twitter because I, I even came across a video. I didn't pull it for the show, but there was a teenage girl sitting in her car after a doctor's appointment and she was showing everybody on TikTok in a jar her uterus that the doctor had pulled out of her and um, cleaned up and, and put in the jar for her to take home as a memento, I guess, which... And make a TikTok video about it. <laughs> it, it was... It's kind of making me a little nauseous just kind of reliving what I saw there, but this stuff's happening and it's, it's, it's a mess. It's it is sick and demonic and deranged. Yeah. The thing I get from that clip is she literally said, I'm going to have to go through puberty the wrong way. I thought it would be the right way. What, isn't, she, isn't she like harassing herself at that point by saying that? <laughs> Shouldn't she like... That's true. She, yeah. she should default and like break down, right? I, I mean, I, you can pull they need, they need crying rooms like after the election. <laughs> oh my God. They need to go have crying rooms where they can deal with this stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, so... I guess the last thing that, and I, I said something to Nate here before the show again, but I, I was listening to another show this morning when I was driving into the studio here and they were playing a clip and I, I didn't have time to catch who it was, but a guy made a really great point. He said, what's the next step in all this? He said, how far away now are we from teachers not just saying that you can be whatever you want or you can tell everybody else how you want to be identified, but to actually telling the kids you need to if that's how you identify, you need to prove that that's how you identify. So if you're a girl and you identify as a boy, well, let me see. Prove it to me. Now, now that sounds super creepy and pedophile but we also have a bill now being demonized because it prevents adults from even talking to kids about sex. So what's stopping these teachers from doing that? Right. They're fighting so that they can talk about it. Yeah. And so what's that leading to? Right. Yeah. There's no, there's no off-ramp to this. No, no, and we we've talked about this like this normalization of pedophilia, these minor attracted persons, and how there's been this advocation to make it normal and legal. Yeah, yeah. Well, we brought that up what two three months ago. Yes. And look where we're at today. 
Yes. It's gotten so much worse yep. in, in a matter of months. Yes. Yeah. So wow. it's just, I feel like this is, it's, it's a problem that, like you said, maybe two, three months ago, we could shrug off, laugh off, be like, these people are, are just out of their minds. Yeah. Look how much worse, like you said, it's gotten. Yeah. So we just need to be aware of this as well and pay attention to what's going on with your kids. Yeah. Be aware. With their Disney shows, with, I don't care, with their Nickelodeon shows. It's not just Disney that's doing this. With, with everything, with their teachers. Meet their teachers. Talk to them. Figure yeah. out. You could, I'd, if I had kids, I'd go straight to my teacher and say, are you talking about any of this stuff in class? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And if they get mad at me, oh, what? Yeah. Who cares? Yep. We'll move to a different place. Exactly. Well, if they get mad at you for asking that, then yeah, I'm yanking my kid out. We're going to go somewhere else. Right. Or just homeschool. Exactly. I don't know. It's getting, it's getting wild. It is. It is. So you guys, Rob, you said you hadn't really, um, I hadn't seen any seen of everything with the Disney. No, I'm glad situation. I was unplugged last week. <laughs> yeah. So how's that make you feel? Yeah. Sick. <laughs> sick. Yeah. But, but not, uh, not surprised. Not surprised. At all. Right. And that's the thing, you know, we're, we're not doing all this to say, oh, you know, everything's drab and dreary, but it is important to know what's going on so you can be aware like we always say be awake know this stuff is happening that way you can be alert to it find your find your kids good content there is good content available out there i think it was the daily wire i saw is starting to come up with like their mm-hmm. own their yeah. own films and tv shows and things that obviously don't incorporate all this crazy ideology in there yep it's amazing yeah amazing i uh, think that through the pressure of all this we're going to see some great things come out I really do. I think we're going to see some great new content. We're going to see some creative stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, creativity yep. doesn't just rest in California or Orlando. It's all over the world, and and that's the goal. Let's get the creativity of the people who uh, aren't wondering what the world is going on to actually create. Yeah. So just want to thank everybody again for tuning into this episode. Hopefully... <laughs> You've learned enough to keep your eyes open for some things. Just stock up on some food. Be prepared for that. Watch out for what your kids are doing in school and online and on TV and everything. These child predators are just growing in number, it seems. So just be on the lookout and and keep everybody safe. Yeah. Can I drop a quick statement? So at the end uh, here, if you have downloaded the app and you watch us on the app, there's a way that you can actually just reach out to us through the app and say, hey, this is what's going on. We would love to know all around the all around the world, people watching, what is going on with food. Mm, yeah, okay. What is going on with food? Uh, if you have empty shelves, send us some pictures. You can go right in there and just comment. It comes directly to our email, and then we can uh, we can reply back to you and connect on a social channel if you want. Um, you can go on Facebook. You can join the Awakened Group uh, if you want to try that while we're still there. And uh, post your pictures in there and start a conversation because we want to know around the country what's happening so we can report on it. Yeah, that'd be great. I'd love to be, I'd love to read comments from viewers and listeners about what's going on. If you have those kind of pictures and stuff, yeah, send those. If you've got questions and you just want, you're just wondering about stuff, and you want to get a conversation going. Ask the questions. We'll we'll love to talk about stuff. Yeah, so show. you can do it right through the app. Awesome, yep. awesome. So do that, and that would be if you're online, go to www.aga.network. That's AJTV. That'll get you right to all of our content. Make sure you download that app Rob was talking about on your phone, on your smart TV, because that is where all of our content is going to live. I mean, we're on YouTube and and Rumble. Follow us there. But again, no guarantees we'll be there tomorrow. So 
We'll just have to see what happens. Make sure you follow us on Locals. Join the Locals community at supportaga.com. And make sure you go get yourself some my pillow, my slippers, the dream sheets, all dream that sheet. stuff. These things are absolutely incredible. Use promo code AGA when you order, and you'll get the discounted rates. And I think they're still doing Mike's book, right? Is a free I gift. So. Yep. You still get the free gift, Mike's book, uh, with your order. So it's pretty awesome. The guy has a, an amazing story. Thanks again for everybody tuning in. Have a great weekend. Until we see you guys next week, stay awake.